Our learning objective is to describe how closed-end funds work. A closed-end fund is much like any other corporation. They come into existence through the sale of shares of stock, and then once those initial shares have been sold, uh, the company is in effect frozen in terms of shares outstanding. And so they take the proceeds and they use that to invest in a portfolio. So in terms of managing a portfolio, they may look a little bit like open-end companies or mutual funds. But the fact that you, when you buy shares and closed-end funds, you buy them from other investors. And when you sell your shares, you sell them to other investors, not to the mutual fund company. So as a result of this, uh, closed-end companies trade in the secondary market, that is on the exchanges or in the over-the-counter market. When you buy shares in a closed-end company, you do not receive a prospectus because, like you do with a mutual fund because you are simply trading in the secondary market. There's no concept of redemption. Mutual funds always trade at the NAV, the net asset value, plus, of course, a low charge, if any. It turns out that although you can compute a net asset value for closed-end funds, they actually rarely trade at the net asset value. And in fact, most of the time, closed-end companies trade at a discount and although occasionally they may trade at a premium, and very occasionally they, they may trade at the NAV. Naturally, it's an interesting question. Why do closed-end companies usually trade at discounts? One of the traditional arguments is they have embedded tax liabilities. That is, to the extent that they have appreciated securities, if they ever sell those securities, there would be a capital gain, uh, and then uh, the, the capital gain would be distributed to investors and they would have to pay tax, capital gains tax, on that. And so to allow for sort of when you buy uh, closed-in shares in a highly appreciated closed-in fund, you are in effect buying some taxes. For that reason, people sometimes were, are not willing to pay the actual net asset value. Another reason is some of the holdings may not be marketable. Because closed-end companies don't have to worry about uh, receiving new money or, more importantly, investors redeeming their shares, they don't have to worry about always having to be able to liquidate some of their portfolio if they need the cash. As a result, they can take the risk of acquiring uh, investments in securities that may not be all that marketable, which means you may not actually know what the market price is of some of the holdings, and so the computation of the NAV is, is more guesswork. There are occasions when closed-end funds trade at a substantial discount, and the board of directors decide to take what is in effect a potential windfall gain and pass it through to the investors by announcing that they are changing the operating structure to an open-end form from closed-end. 
which means that the fund would now be willing to redeem shares at the NAV. Of course, if there was a substantial discount, there's concern that there may be a rush of investors to redeem their shares upon conversion and form structure. And so when, when op, uh, closed-end funds do convert to open-end, they will usually uh, establish some exit fees during an initial time period so that there is not a rush uh, to, to redeem shares. Let's look at some true-false questions. Closed-end funds rarely trade at the NAV and rarely trade at a premium. That, of course, would be true. A conversion occurs when an open-end fund announces it will change its operations to a closed-end fund. Well, that one's false. Open-end don't convert to closed-end. It's closed-end that convert to open-end.